One box combo, please. That's four juicy chicken fingers. We'll start cooking. Garlicky butter Texas toast tastes as good as it's looking. Fresh coleslaw and crispy fries you won't be skipping. And our secret cane sauce you want to keep dipping. Plus, our lemonade or iced tea made fresh today by me. Yo, 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 here's your chicken to go. Wow, that was fast. Raising Cane's chicken fingers. One love. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to AEW Dynamite. This is your host, Sandman Shane Sabuni, along with my good buddy, partner in crime, the Honorable Jeff. And you know, we, we came in tonight, and you know, there was a there was a blockbuster lineup, and the show kind of started slow, but I think the last few matches picked things up, and it turned out to be a pretty good show. Yeah, I can't disagree. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, this is uh, Jeff. Alongside Shane, Zanman, Sabunia, we are live on Spreaker, live on uh, LordsOfPainRadio.net, and also live on YouTube. Go ahead, hit that subscribe button and ring the notification bell. It's something we really do appreciate. I I don't know. I felt like this was – the Battle Royal could have used a little bit more. Um, the weirdness of Chris Statlander, I don't know if I've just missed it before or what's going on, but that kind of pulled me out of things. But, man, those last two matches were amazing. Um, the Battle Royal, you know, we and I talked about this a little bit, you know, last night that it was kind of pointless and, you know, we, we knew who was going to win coming in and I thought I was surprised to see that, you know, they, they had said when the master of the Young Bucks were the number one rated team anyway, which is weird. You know, I really figured they would be lower than that. And I thought PNP would be the number one ranked tag team, but whatever. So the, so the number one ranked tag team coming into the Battle Royal. They leave the Battle Royal as an one-ring tag team, so I really don't understand what the point of the damn thing was. It's We talked about it last night. They just need to get rid of the ranking systems altogether if all they're going to do is Battle Royals, mini-tournaments, and four-way four -way, uh, matches to determine the, the next contender anyway. But it's... The story's been leading to the Bucks versus Page and, and, and Omega, so it, like you said, it was a no-brainer who was going to win it. I felt like the drama was a little bit ramped up when Nick got thrown out, um, but ultimately knew Matt was going to be the one to come back and take it all. All Nick being thrown out did was m let Matt look like a Superman against three members of the inner circle. Which is what Matt does, and that's what he's been doing for years. And um, that's you know kind of that – it's as much as we hate that out of people like Cena and you know some of the other Superman. Yeah, as much as we hate it out of out of certain other players, that's what made Matt our year a couple of years ago because he doesn't do it at the expense of other people. He may make his comeback like he did tonight, but he made his comeback with actual decent storytelling. Oh wait, the Bucks—they don't tell stories, do they? Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. Um, yeah, they, they. Yeah, it, they it don't didn't make a lot of sense tonight because because you know Sammy, uh, <coughs> Santana, they were all arrogant. They took they took their victory over Jackson for granted, and it ended up costing them in the end. You know. Well, and tonight we saw two um, cells of kicks that were just unreal. Unreal. Like Sammy taking that super kick flying in off the top rope, the way that he just crumpled 
was an amazing way to sell that super kick. And then later on when um, Paige kicked Ray Phoenix. Yes. And he just crumbled to the ground too. It just, those, that's how you sell a kick. You don't have to flip over backwards. You don't have to you know, bounce three times in the air. That's how you sell getting kicked in the face. Right. And, you know, we, we saw, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned the, the women's match that we saw, Chris Statlander taking on Shanna. Um, I really feel like Shanna should be dressed like Jungle Boy and just have a, a Tarzan-type gimmick because, you know, that's only Shanna that I really know of from, you know, history. But anyway, um, yeah, Statlander is kind of weird. And this is where we got uh, Jim Ross losing his damn mind. Oh, um, that that was the most entertaining part of the of of the beginning of this match. I mean, you had you had Statlander and they're doing cartwheels, and you had a boop fest. And right after the boop fest, Jr. goes off on a rant on cake. That was the most entertaining part of the match. To that point, it picked up after the commercial break, but the most entertaining part of the show, honestly, to that point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, but, I can't disagree with that. But it was just so weird because he he lost his damn. Mind. Um, he's like, he's like, why do we always, why do we always call it a pie face? Why isn't it called a cake face? You know, I like like cake better than pie. Well, yeah, I like cake better than pie too, JR. But when you go to like a circus or you go to like a carnival, people have pie and they stick it in people's faces. That's why it's called a pie face. Was it, was it Shivani or was it Excalibur that told him to calm down? (laughs) (laughs) That was that was that was the up to that point that was the most entertaining part of the night. Um, the thing with the the two things that really bugged me about the um, battle royal. First of all, why did the Dark Order send in the B team? Don't they want a chance at the? Doesn't Evil Uno and um, uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, Stu Grayson? Don't they want a chance at the titles? Why'd they send the B team in? And secondly, who was Chima's partner? Well, I think that the Dark Order are waiting for what? What are they? What are they? What do they keep saying? Their uh, their top guy's name is. What are they the exalted him? one. The exalted one. Yeah. Obviously, the exalted one has a plan, and it's not for Evil Uno and Stu Grayson to be the tag team champions. And no, because no why would his tag team partner was? It seemed like he was in there by himself. Because even when he got eliminated, they mentioned some team, but I don't recall seeing anybody else from his team in that match. Did I lose you? I thought I switched myself back off mute, but apparently I did not. Oh. I was here and there <laughs> talking to myself. Um, honestly, I was I was cooking when the battle royal was going on in the, at the very beginning of it. So I figured that's ah, a battle royal and who was going to win anyway. So I'll just kind of, you know, watch it with one eye. So I, you know, I saw uh, Jack Evans get eliminated, and I was watching, but I didn't see who else could have possibly have been Chima's partner in that match. There was I didn't see anybody the entire match and I watched it I didn't you know I had both eyes on it because and I I mean the beginning of the match was confusing because it looked like Luchasaurus got eliminated but then he wasn't and um, you know Jack Evans SCU doing their their whatever was they were doing and then Jack Evans trying to duplicate it and he ends up getting just kind of thrown out that was kind of a lame spot there um, but I. I have no clue who Chima's partner was. I have no clue. I didn't see anybody that looked like 
they would have been his partner. It looked like he was in there by himself. Even when he got eliminated, they didn't really say much. They just kind of said, oh, this team got eliminated. But I don't – I have no clue who his partner was. I absolutely I, no clue. You know, and I totally missed SCU getting eliminated. Oh, it was fine. You know, they just – it was nothing special. They just kind of both got eliminated at the same time. Ah, okay. That's why I missed it. Cause I, I remember seeing Scorpio, I think, get eliminated. But then I was like, well, what happened to Hesarian? Yeah, Frankie – I didn't realize it was the same time. Frankie was eliminated like seconds later, if not at the same time. I'm trying to remember because there was somebody that um, got thrown out onto his partner, but I don't think that was SCU. Oh, that was uh, Street Profits. Yeah. Where Qu- Quinn got thrown out. Um, it was, it was onto great his to see partner. them again for the first time in what feels like six weeks. Yeah, you know, and I I got to give them credit. I mean, tonight they there wasn't too many backstage promos that really mattered that they, you know, went to a commercial break. I, we saw Wardlow doing push-ups and MJF giving him a pep talk. That that didn't need to be on the mic. Um, but it seemed like everything else, they went to commercial breaks at the right times. They didn't, you know, their picture in picture was the o- the only thing that um I thought was not probably I wish they I wish they could save these picture in pictures. Like we don't need to see the young bucks celebrating in the ring and with the fans, we could have saved that picture in picture so that we didn't have to cut away from the tag match. Cause that tag match was especially once they got back from um, commercial break, that tag match hit another gear and, some and of these was just pictures are very weird. It's like, why are they doing like, you know, two thirds of it picture in picture. And then for the last two commercials, it's fully the commercial. It's so weird. Yeah, and and, and the way that they did it, I mean, I, I get it. Some commercials probably have to have, because of their contracts or whatever, they have to have full screen, full attention, blah, blah. But yeah, I wonder if there's a way that they can save those picture-in-pictures because I would have much rather had them cut out for two commercials during the Young Bucks celebration, the Wardlow yelling, um, than I would have had where it was at in the middle of that tag match. Because that tag match was was good, and then it was during the commercial break. It was still entertaining, but then it just all of a sudden they went to full screen, you know, full screen commercial. We missed a good minute of the match in the middle of it. You know what's kind of funny is that, you know, we were during the women's match. Britt Green was out there talking, and and you know she we had, we had uh, complained for how many weeks that. You know, she, you know, she's, they're, they're put, you know, she's basically famous for being famous and she's out there. She doesn't have any experience and they're treating her like she's the biggest thing in the women's division. And now she actually is the biggest thing in the women's division. And when she said it out there, um, it was, it was, it was unironic. It was actually true for once. It was, it was, that, I thought that was very interesting. And I, I noticed that in her, or in her, I was afraid when they announced her going to be at the uh, announce booth that all we were going to get was her trashing Tony and Jr. the entire time, but she didn't. Not Wait, until why the, does she, she trash Tony? She's she's a big fan of Tony. She 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 enjoys him making coffee and she enjoys him back on commentary now. Hey, his Starbucks, his face on a Starbucks cup was enter- was was kind of entertaining. I was wondering if they were going to run with that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. To get his face on a Starbucks cup was was I want that Starbucks cup now, just for Tony Schiavone's face. 
I'm sure you wouldn't have watched Tony Schiavone's face, Joe. That woman, that woman's match was. I, I has she always been that weird? I don't remember her being. I mean, I know the whole boop of doom and all that stuff, and you know she's done that before. But the little cartwheel spot, and then their boop fest, and I just don't remember. I remember Chris Statlander as being probably one of the best women's wrestlers in the company, but I don't remember her being this weird. Have I just missed something? She's was been I weird, not paying not close enough? I, I don't think you know it. Well, and, I and yeah, I, and yeah, I'm, I'm still right there in the same opinion that it's that's her, that her and Sheeta are the two best women's wrestlers on the, in the company. I mean, I, I, I would include Beat Priestley in there too, except for you know we never see Beat Priestley anymore. Well, yeah, she hasn't been on since what Fight for the Fallen. I think so. Yeah, but they, um, I don't know. I know, I know she's and whoever this chick she was against, Shayna or sh- whatever, was actually pretty talented too. She was actually pretty talented too. I enjoyed watching her. She's talented, but as far as but as far as actual, I don't know, gravitas and technical ability, and, and I, I think she's got no, she's not on there. Yeah, she's not on their level yet, but she's definitely talented. And if, um, and then of course you know, later on when when, uh, when Nyla Rose came out there and she was talking, and right, right towards the end of, of her um, speech, you know, your favorite Big Swole came out. And then I was like, oh, oh yeah, I, I know. I, I, could, I could feel the rumble of Jeff jumping up and down from here. Oh, my God. That was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it was just embarrassing. <laughs> All right. You just, no other... just keep being a closet Big Swole fan, then. Oh, it was brutal. But And that, that belt looks so tiny now that uh, Nyla Rose has it. I knew it was a tiny belt, but, man, it looks small now. That's okay though. No, and I and see, I, this is why I wish that last week they hadn't cut away from her little promo with Kenny because she, her her ability on the mic is is very good. She's very good on the mic, and she can draw heat. And it's it's weird to see her be able to do that, considering not too many people know much about her because they haven't really done much with her character except make her just this. Destroyer, the next awesome Kong, right? And and you know we didn't we we talked to very, you know, very little about it last night, but we we went on the air for Dynamite After Dark last week when, when it happened. But you know, usually you and I have a huge problem with finisher kickouts in matches, right? But to right. me, when Riho is hitting her finishers on Nyla Rose, because her finishers are a double stomp and a running knee strike, and she's about a third of the size of Nyla Rose, to me it made perfect sense that Nyla was able to withstand everything Rio threw at her. You know, Rio, oh, yeah. Rio got, a, got a couple of quick pins on her in like a tag match and then that singles match it all out by getting, you know, trap pins and rollers. But I mean, there's, I, I was watching that happen and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to have Nyla lose again to a double stomp from Rio. Are you kidding me? And when that didn't happen, I was like, yeah, that makes total sense because Rio just should not have enough firepower to put somebody like Nyla Rose away. See, and, and I, I guess I never felt like that. I just, I never felt like Rio was going to win that match last week. I, the tag team t- titles have changed hands and you know, the woman's title next. And I just, it, it kind of scared me cause I almost don't want them to pull the trigger and put the belt on Moxley, mm-hmm. but this is Moxley Jericho has been the best story that they've told so far on, on AEW TV. 
it's been the longest and probably the most well thought out story they've told. I mean, they've got some of the side ones with, um, uh, well, I guess MJF and Cody's right up there too. But I don't, I don't. Has there been a better story that's been told than Mox versus Jericho, with all the ins and outs and different people coming in and? Um, not that they really focused on, but I mean, I'm really enjoying the stuff between Pack and Hangman, or between Pack and Omega too. Yeah, but that's a lot of one sided with. Um, pack and Omega's too focused on his elite friends, which you can't blame him because he's in the middle of a ta- he tag team title run. Right. And again, too, if you get a chance to watch anything on AEW, it has to be a ke- anything Kenny Omega does. The man is just—it's such a treat to watch him every single week. It really is. Because um, again, he again he was. Everything he does is with purpose. That match again, that tag match, and a lot of that was Page and and Lucha Brothers too. It was probably the match of the night again. You know, second week in a row that the tag match has been the match of the night. I, I just I I can't say enough greatness about Kenny. Yeah, he's he's great. I really enjoy their. You know what I what I enjoy so much with their tag team is that they're just on the rough edge of smooth. You know, I mean, right. You know, we've 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 talked about this from the beginning since they started. But you know, they 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 have some great chemistry. They have some great double team moves together. We love their finisher, but at the same time, there's nothing there that looks like it's um, super smooth. That it's going to last forever, or they have they have this amazing ability to gel. I mean, they're always just just on that side where things could go wrong, where chaos could break out at any time, but they find a way to pull it together. And they hit these moves to win, you know, and, and you, you and I have, have said it on, on every show we've ever done that, you know, one of the great things about pro wrestling is when things don't go perfectly according to plan, because then it doesn't look as um, fake as or predetermined as it really is. And so when there's well, a and bit of chaos thrown in there and it, and it doesn't look super smooth, a lot of times it's just more real. Well, I was, I mean, the last couple of um, matches, I, I've started to kind of catch on to what they're doing. I don't know if the timing of their moves are off. I don't know if they just, I mean, but these are two professionals that, you know, one of them is probably the best in the world. I'm starting to think that their little timing miscues are planned. Because if you, I mean, I mean. I mean, yeah, definitely some of them are. I don't know that all of them are. Well, the the Kataya, um, the uh, I can't think of the Kataya Crusher. Is it called? Kataro Crusher. Um, where Hangman hits him with the rolling elbow first, and then the Crusher comes next. Last week, they it almost looked like they blew it, where Kenny had to make an extra run. But this week, it was just barely off, and it almost looked like it was planned. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I don't know. And then again with the that that their finisher has got to be my favorite right now. That has yeah. to be the best finisher, best tag team finisher out there. Yeah, the Buckshot Larry V trigger and V trigger combo and, is and, just amazing. And the way they did it tonight where Kenny was just a step behind and was it Phoenix? Was it Ray Phoenix that ate that? It was. Okay, cuz it looked like after um after Page hit him with the uh lariat 
he kind of fell back a little bit into the V-trigger, and the V-trigger looked even more devastating than normal. You know, as great as I will say, is, as great, as great as I love that tag team, you know, I just want to sing the praises of Ray Phoenix again, because oh, not only yeah. did, he, did he do a tornado into a, into a cutter and make it look super smooth and devastating, but he also did a walk off the top, springboard off the top rope, hurricane runner from the apron to the floor. Amazing shit. By well, the and when he ran the rope to kick Kenny in the face. Yep. You know, that was another spot. It just, and it, I was a little worried because when he first got in the ring, how he normally runs from turnbuckle to turnbuckle and he fell halfway through. I was a little worried he might be off his game, but oh, he was not. He was definitely on his game again. He was sensational and he sold that finisher like a champ. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he took that like a champ. He got he took that boot from Paige, and, and that's, like I said, that's the way you sell a kick to the face. He just dropped like a bag of potatoes. Yeah, and then once again, we see at the end of there where, you know, Paige, Paige is, you know, you know and, and, you know, here's the other thing I, I want to say about this is commentary is selling it like Paige and, and Kenny have this, have this incredible lack of chemistry, and, and, they, and they just kind of, you know, they, they, they put things together to, to kind of win, but really, Paige has never had a problem with Kenny. It's, it's, been, no. it's been the other members of the elite, like the Bucks he's had a problem with. So, well, I mean, he, in, in his, uh, when they first started as a tag team, and he was in the commentary booth, and he was talking about how he's trying to get away from the elite, but they won't let him. He seemed like he had a problem with Kenny. But, you know, over the last two, two, two and a half, three months, well, two months, since they've been a tag team, they've really gelled together, and they clearly don't have a problem with each other. Right. You know, it's yeah. Matt and Nick that he's got the problem with, which I still don't get. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, again, I, there's no way that they're going to be able to turn Paige heel. No way. No, Not I, with how I, over I, he is. I, well, the way what I get it, you know, the, what I'm getting from it is basically he's tired of the Bucks, you know, you know, he's having a lot of success and he's tired of the Bucks kind of honing in on it, you know, right. and, and, uh, and so, you know, when, when he's there with his partner and the Bucks come out there and they try to take, you know, his time from Kenny away, he just kind of bails out and he goes drinking. Well, not just that, but it's, um, he's out there celebrating his victory with his partner and the Bucks have to be out there every single time. Right. They never, they never let Kenny and, and Paige have the spotlight. Right, and then he goes over there to help his tag team partner up, and the Bucks are right there, and they're helping him instead. And he's like, "Screw you guys! I'm going. I'm going to go get some beer." <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and I I don't know what he traded his last beer for, but that looked delicious. <laughs> <laughs> some some and I like how he just he's like he looks at his beer, looks at that, and then hands the guy's beer and takes the whatever that mixed drink was. Yeah. That was that was pretty humorous too, but I I don't know. Uh, they're never going to be able to turn Paige heel. They're just not. He is so over with his cowboy shit and the drinking beer and everything. As much as I enjoyed Nyla Rose's promo, as much as I enjoyed this tag team title match, my favorite moment of the night was from Darby Allen. Oh, my favorite moment of the night was from that commercial. <laughs> I'm talking about from the actual show, Jeff, not from oh, yeah, the goddamn yeah, okay. ad. <laughs> Oh, that was that was the line of the night, though. You have to admit, the line of the night, sure. But but Darby Allen's music <laughs> playing, the crowd popping like crazy for him, and then him standing on the apron, just glaring into the ring, ready for battle, was really 
spine tingling. I don't know that they should have killed the lights for that though. I think they, I think no, if they, they would have gotten definitely. they would have gotten the same reaction just from playing his music. It wouldn't have looked as cool though. No, that's true. But they could have got they they would have gotten the same reaction. I thought Taz might have oversold the tremendous pop for Darby Allen. I no, it was it great was to see no, him. It was, a, no, it was a great pop. It really was. It was, uh, but it I don't. And I, and I, it I was great he, to see him. And, and you know we talk about Superman, but I mean I love how he comes goes down there you know one on four, and he uses that um, skateboard like his Captain America shield. <laughs> right. <laughs> to kind of you to know, block. To, to make it down, make it down to you know one against one. So, you know, one thing I forgot to mention last night, and I, I thought about it again because I saw him do it another three times today. But that mm-hmm. um, promo that uh, Jericho cut last week, where he was introducing Jeff Cobb, uh, I can't even count how many times Jake Hager rubbed his hands through his hair to straighten his hair, and he did it another two or three times tonight. They're just standing there, and he's fixing his hair. He's rubbing his hands through his hair to fix it. I, I, I don't know. It was just something I noticed that kind of struck me as a little odd. He's been doing that. Yeah, it's a, it's a little odd. It's a little bit odd. Yes. Um, Jeff, Jeff Cobb. It's amazing the like the little niggly things that you think off that annoy me. Um, Jeff Cobb looked impressive though too. He did. He looked really good. So considering what you said, you know, for a couple of weeks here, how annoyed are you that Jeff Cobb and Wardlow both made their in-rings debuts and they both lost tonight? A little annoyed, but um, I, you knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. There was no there was no way Cody was going to lose, and there was no way that um, Moxley was going to lose, not at this point in their programs. You know, no, I actually kind of the Moxley-Cobb match went in a in – a, no contest, so I really wasn't expecting there to be a decision in that one. Uh, I, Moxley's on such a tear right now, and ten days away from taking the title, I just think that they just they had to give him the win. Uh, I am annoyed because I do think that one of the two of them should have actually gotten the win. I think Wardlow getting the win would have made more sense um, in that program than. Because that would, so far, in all of these little stipulations, Cody's getting the one-upsmanship. Mm-hmm. He beats Wardlow in a cage. He takes the uh, the uh, the lashes and you know, um, looks stronger after doing so. It's in every aspect of this MJF Cody feud. Cody is getting the is getting the the better of it. Right, you forgot to mention that MJF's st- stipulation was that Cody can't touch him. Well, he's gotten super kicked and thrown into a into a pool by the Bucks. He got attacked by right. by both uh, Brandy and R. Anderson tonight. So he's so like in, in all aspects, Cody is getting the advantage. And really, he would have lost nothing by Wardlow getting the victory at him tonight. You know, in a, no, absolutely in, nothing. In a steel cage against a bigger guy, um, making his debut. You know, you know nothing about. It's not like he's going to lose his. It's not like he's going to lose his match against MJF by losing to Wardlow. So. Well, and whether he wins or loses his match against Wardlow, or I'm sorry, against MJF at this point, could you imagine the promo we could have gotten next week from MJF if he'd gotten one up on on Cody tonight? Mm-hmm. 
Now what's he going to do? He can't go out there. He's got nothing to talk about. He got his ass beat by a, a 70-year-old guy and a woman, and his big powerhouse couldn't get the job done. So what's he going to go out there to brag about next week to, to lead up to the, the big match? It took away a lot of drama away from this match that they're going to have by having, by having Wardlow lose this. Yeah, I don't know where MJF has any ground to stand on at this point. He really doesn't. He's got nothing. I mean, like you, like you just pointed out, and like I said, Cody has gotten one up on every aspect of this feud, every single aspect. He's looked stronger coming out of everything. He's either gotten the wins, or and the only thing that MJF has done is um, what did he do? Steal his finisher and name it the double cross. Yep, he did that, and he had uh, and he sucked. He sucked. He uh, sicked the butcher and the bleed on Cody for a couple of weeks. That was pretty much yeah, it. and the butcher and the blade got their asses beat pretty much hand over foot each time in each match. Well, no, they I mean they they beat they beat Cody <laughs> up. You know when Cody first first appeared back like a week and a half or yeah like a week and a half after um, full gear, and then the next week they beat Cody and CW or not CW. CW. I don't think it's CW, is it? No, I can't. I'm thinking right CW now, and his, his I'm thinking CW Mike, Anderson, but I know you are. That's not who it is. Though. He's got the, the apple, apple. The apple guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so the, you know, well, they, they. I mean, they. So, so they got the they, edge on, in those two weeks, but I mean, really. So I mean, unless unless next week on on Dynamite, you know, Cody takes a four on one beat down, and you know, there's there's a question whether he can actually make it to. Um, you know, there's quote unquote question as to whether he can make it to revolution. There's basically no drama going into that match. Exactly. And that's supposed to be the big blood feud. Right. Well, the set, well, one of two big, big blood feuds. Cause you've got his brother against Hagar. And then you got Sammy versus, uh, Darby Allen. Darby. It's funny, but that might actually be the biggest blood feud out there right now where there's heat on both sides. Yep. Cause but I'm still, we haven't I'm seen, forward, but I'm still looking forward to next week's Iron Man main event. So. Oh, I am too. I am, I am too. And it, it makes me wonder what they're going to do with pack packs. Probably not going to be on this, on this pay-per-view. Yeah, probably not. Which That's now it makes me, it makes me confused. Okay. So we we've got uh, Moxley against Jericho. We've got Cody and um, and MJF. We've got the Bucks against Page and uh, Omega. Darby we've got the two Sammy. other feuds and Dustin versus Hagar, and yeah, that's, 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 that's fine. And then then they'll throw a women's match on there. Yeah, I mean, from from what we saw tonight, it might end up being a triple threat between Nyla. Uh, Statlander, then your and then your girl, Big Swole. Bianca Swole. <laughs> you don't get to do that. I'm already doing that with, with big, one person. You, you don't get. You don't get to big Belair. copy me. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't. So, I don't think Britt Green's going to have a match. So. No. Well, and you know, there's going to be another tag match on there. Are they? Would they really run out seven matches? They haven't so far. Haven't because they, they like. They like to let their matches, their matches actually tell stories, and you can't do that in, in a seven minute match. They, most of their matches on their pay per views are fifteen, twenty, twenty five minutes long. 
Hmm. So that I, might I be. Guess I guess I have noticed. The, 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 I thought seven was normally around the around the average. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, they. I maybe I'm. You know, maybe they do seven. But even still, if they do seven, that's just one more opening tag match, more than likely. Opening tag match, and they might do a rematch between Joey Janela and Kip Sabian. You know. No, they won't. They've already got four singles matches on there on this card. Right. I can't so see another. Either, either be the women's match or a tag match. You're right. My guess is it'll probably be like a tag, a four way, four corner tag match or something like that. I can't see. They they definitely won't do another male single match with four already on the card. No, probably not. And they've got one tag match and one women's match so far announced. So um, it'll probably, like you said, it'll probably be a triple threat women's match because that seems to be their. That seems to be the what they're going is one woman's match per show and two tag matches. Yeah, that's I think that is about what they've been doing lately, hasn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, so that that would make the most sense is to have, and I would hope that they don't just do a normal tag match. I hope they would they would do something you know, uh, triple threat or four corner tag match. All I know is I can't watch another SCU best friends tag match. I just can't. Well, you'll get one next week on Dynamite. But oh, no, SCU no, 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 would best friends against uh, who is it? Butcher and Blade. That's but, what it is. Yeah. I to be honest, I actually could see an SCU versus Dark Order match, and maybe the exalted one makes his appearance then. Well, that depends. If it's if it's Luke Harper, he might. If it's Matt Hardy, he won't. If it's Christopher Daniels, they might. That's true. I actually, Christopher Daniels kind of popped into my head today because he was surprisingly absent. He did run after them last week. Yeah, right. He, he was has, not around, was he? He has been known as the exalted one in the past in different organizations. Well... You know, you know who it definitely should be is Luke Harper, Juice Cassidy, <laughs> Orange Cassidy, or Chima. Chima accepted their offer tonight, so yeah. Chima um, and his no tag team partner. You know, I mentioned last week on Kingdom of Honor that I wasn't sure what we'd be covering this coming week because I didn't know, you know, if there was any wrestling going on this weekend. So I looked, and there actually is an Impact um, special this weekend. So there's there, there's a sacrifice show. I think we should probably watch this weekend. Uh, Get ready for a for Kingdom of Honor next week. Plus, there's a preview, a preview of um, the AEW show. Isn't that next Wednesday? That's next. No, that's next. Well, that's the um, the AEW Dynamite, but we can break down the pay per view next on Tuesday. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I mean, we kind we kind of just ran through what we think the card is gonna be, but it should be fully taken in shape by next Tuesday. Well, there you go. We've got our show covered. Anything so, else on tonight, though? On uh, nothing except it's a, again. I felt like it was a home run. You know, the the missteps that they have had are so minor that I think just a few tweaks to their formatting, maybe, and um, you know, letting the uh, letting the people cut promos. But I just I feel like every single week they're on fire. You know the guys that aren't on the card, like uh, they are either getting mentioned or they're um, getting promo time. 
which is one of the biggest complaints we had in the beginning. They've kind of altered their picture-in-picture stuff for the most part. I mean, it's still depressing that they're going to that they're having backstage promos during them. But tonight, that wasn't a problem. I mean, it just seems like every single week they are easily putting on the best show on TV. I feel, um, and I, I don't. I, it was another great show. Quality matches, good performances. The announcing wasn't horrible. No, and and in fact, you know, there was one time where I kind of where I kind of like pumped my fist at what Jr. said when he said, "This is how a cage match always should have been," and and really, yeah, exactly. And we've talked about that many times about how the what's the point of having a cage match? You have a cage match to get uh, your partner alone, but you can escape the cage to win. It just doesn't make any sense. Right, which is why I've always been like shaking my head and and kind of um, disgust when people have told me that the greatest cage match of all time is Bret Hart versus uh, Owen Hart from SummerSlam 94. No, you can't end a blood feud in a cage when you escape the cage. Yeah, a, blood, a race should not end a blood feud. <laughs> right. Exactly, right, so th- exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, I thought I, I, the last few weeks I've actually felt like JR has been honestly better. Um, he hasn't been caught up so much in what people are saying about him on Twitter. He's not pumping. Yeah, he's gotten his occasional plugs in there, but he's not plugging his show and his barbecue sauce and his books every step of the way. I, he's actually he's been more in tune to the matches. He's called the matches very well. I, I've I've got nothing bad to say about Jr.'s announcing over the last couple of weeks. You know, I was thinking about this. Is it possible? that they completely worked us on all that because if if you've if you'd paid it if you paid attention ever since Britt green said that you know you called call jr out for getting the names getting all their names wrong he has not done it i i don't maybe he was just rusty you know it's a possibility he hadn't announced full time in in god what to almost 10 years he had that little run for um, New Japan, but that wasn't a full-time gig. He hasn't really been a full-time announcer. Maybe he was just rusty. I think. I think he. I did. I did see that last week. He also did say, you know, stay tuned next Monday for Dynamite or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he does still have his little. And he, when he was, when he, you got to realize he did something for ten years. Some of it's gonna sneak in every now and then, but. He's he's been a lot better. I think now he hasn't focused on what the fans are saying on Twitter. I felt like he's actually been on point the last couple of weeks, except for the cake. And thing. it could be. Well, I thought the cake thing was phenomenal. It was funny <laughs> and it was exciting and it, and it and it kind of piqued my interest. But but I just thought it was so dumb that he's like, why do we call it a pie face? Why don't we call it a cake face? That was the highlight of the first hour of the show. <laughs> Right, but it was it was it, but it was still a stupid thing to say. That's fine. It was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Anyway, tell, tell everybody where they can listen to us at. All right, guys. Hopefully, you're you're listening to us on Spreaker on LordsOfPainRadio.net and also on YouTube. If you are, uh, do us a favor, drop a like on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, ring the notification bell. We do this thing live twice a week. Um, Tuesday nights at 6.30 or 7.30 Central Time for uh, Kingdom of Honor. And then Wednesday nights immediate, immediately following Dynamite 
AEW's Dynamite on TNT. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, YouTube exclusive shows, which we try to do every other week. Um, then we also have Patreon. It's patreon.com slash kingdom of honor. Uh, go there. Uh, help us out, donate to help the show uh, to pay the bills and so on. Also, our um, Twitter, I'm at Regi Co-op. He's at Zanman, L-O-P. We use the hashtag K-O-H and the hashtag D-A-D for everything we do. Or try to, anyway. We sure do. Make sure to stay tuned to all the other L-O-P radio shows. Tomorrow night is MCLP Radio Adventure. On Friday is... Uh, no longer the right side of the pond. Instead, it's going to be uh, NWA, the Legacy Series. And then, like I said, we'll be back with you next Monday talking about Revolution Preview and then also talking about Tuesday. Impact's um, Sacrifice Show. Yeah, Tuesday. Well, that'll be on Tuesday because you're, you're, yeah, you're too busy listening to a concert on Monday. Yes, I will be at David Lee Roth and Kiss on Monday night next week. And Jeff I just, swear to Jeff God, we jealous. should we should just we should do it live during Beth. I swear to you, we should. <laughs> I thought you said you'd kill yourself if you ever heard the, if you ever heard the song Beth again. I'm not going to be hearing it. I'll you know I'll have you on mute and I'll just talk during Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to hear it. Uh, All right, kids. <laughs> All right, that's all we've got. We'll try to do better next time. This is Shane saying long days, pleasant nights, and Jeff saying... Hola. Adios. See you later. You get no more goodbyes. Thanks for switching lanes to Raising Cane's. One box combo, please. That's four juicy chicken fingers. We'll start cooking. Garlicky butter Texas toast. Tastes as good as it's looking. Fresh coleslaw and crispy fries you won't be skipping. And our secret cane sauce you want to keep dipping. Plus, our lemonade or iced tea made fresh today by me. Yo, 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 here's your chicken to go. Wow, that was fast. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. <laughs>